Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. Another episode, another week, and another topic. Now, obviously, on the show, I like to break down different sports, you know, different things going on in the news. But this show, not only is it is it a sport, but it's something that I feel like a lot of people really are now starting to catch on to. And this time they're catching on to it in more of a positive light than it's been in the past. I mean, in the past, people have said, oh, you know, if you like uh, esports, you're a nerd, you're a geek, you're a guy that that is, uh, you know, in his mid 40s, uh, living with his parents in the basement. You know, it's all the negative uh, words and things that you can hear about something. You always hear about esports. You always hear like these are the the lowest of lowest people. Now, I've always believed that esports has been something that's great. It's been around for a long time now, and I'm appreciating the fact that it is getting the you know it's getting the right type of press. And it's also getting the right type of attention. Like now there's money being thrown into it a lot more. It's uh, doing things that I've never thought it could even, you know, get to this level. You're talking about esports players are now getting sponsors. They're getting their own deals. They're they're bigger celebrities than most of the actual players that you see for leagues. So with that being said, you start to see uh, new new options in terms of like maybe joining uh, NBA 2K League. That's a new thing now. And uh, it to me, it's just it's just genius. The NBA decides to really involve themselves in this whole process, this whole growth. And of the 30 NBA teams, 17 teams, there are going to be 17 um, esports teams and it's it's pretty interesting because now you're talking about like just give an example of how this works. They had a draft and like not just a draft, but a whole combine of like over 2000 plus players that were trying out to see if they were good enough to even be in the pool to be drafted in this league. And this league is is as real as it gets. You're talking about players from, you know, all, all around the country trying out, proving that they're the best, proving that they can really take it to another level and be on a national stage with the NBA's backing a full draft you know all the rounds it's it's such an interesting setup and I'm just speaking on behalf of a person that's never really done the esports I've always been like an observer on the on the outside to see that this idea of having a 2k NBA 2k sports or NBA 2k basketball league it, how it's become not only a reality, but such a big deal in the culture is amazing. I mean, really put this in perspective. You're talking about one minute, you know, you're at home, you're in your local tournament in your neighborhood about NBA 2K. And all of a sudden you hear, hey, we're having open tryouts for possibly being in a professional league for NBA 2K. That changes everything. That changes your entire mindset. It just changes like the way you look at what you're doing. Um, and obviously, a lot of these guys took it seriously already. They were already household names within the esports community. But now with the opportunity to just join a professional league and take it to another level, that's too much. That's that's just a lot to, um, to not just process, but to be excited for. Like all that money being brought in for this, for this venture just takes 
everything you you think about video games and its impact and just pretty much just redefines it and and I'm rambling because like I said when I first heard about the NBA 2K League I didn't know what to expect I heard it was a draft um and I watched it like along with many other people that was watching it streaming it was on Twitch it was on different networks the NBA commissioner himself Adam Silver not only was present at this first draft of the first season of the NBA 2K League he announced the first pick and you know, it was just once again one of those things where it gives it even more authenticity. It, it gets a lot more people excited, and the uh, the arena that they actually do this, or I should say, the studio. I actually visited for the first time. I, I went to the the week two slate of games, and it was amazing. Like it's a great venue that they have. It's in New York City. I'm not going to give away the actual spot because I'm assuming it's like a secret location. It was it was really great. Um, just seeing the way they have it set up, it's so great for the audience to feel like they're a part of it. You are literally there cheering on these guys as if they are the players, the the athletes that you watch in Madison Square Garden and you watch at Barclays Center. It's it's really a great environment, and uh, the guys there are so into it. And like I said, it's. It's just a lot of fun. And these are literally the best players because every game has been close. This, there hasn't been a situation where I felt like, oh, man, this, this team is horrible. It's just going to be a blowout. They are, they are some really great players. And like I said, all around the country, they uh, show up. They've made it happen. And these guys have had to figure out a way to have some type of synergy without actually knowing the person that well. So it's really like a real team. They were thrown together, and they had to figure out on the fly. And... I, I just like the way it's set up, and they're doing a great job with the NBA 2K. Um, shout out to everyone involved with that. And uh, speaking of uh, people involved, actually, on today's show, we got to speak with uh, Mr. Larry Ridley. He is one of the the main voices that you hear with the NBA 2K League. He does a lot with the pregame show as well as the halftime show. Uh, just does a great job with presenting the product and He's a professional journalist, sports journalist. You hear him, on, you see him on SNY. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I got to speak with him because not only does he do that with NBA 2K League, he also works with Madden. His voice has been heard on several of the Madden video games, and he does his own Madden tournaments. Uh, the most recent in uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Times Square. I had the opportunity to attend that. Him and Amon Green, the uh, former running back for the Green Bay Packers. He's actually his uh, co-host there during the shows, and they do a streaming on Twitch, and like I said, such a great job, and he just explains his dedication and, and reasoning for getting involved with esports. It's um, really some great stuff. Also, keeping up with the uh, NBA 2K theme, I actually spoke with uh, Deeds from Utah Jazz Gaming right after their big victory against the Toronto gaming team representing the Raptors. He uh, gave me his whole uh, breakdown on not only just, you know, adjusting to the team life in the league, but uh, just everything that, you know, your mindset going in. So uh, it's it was definitely a, a great conversation. Going to hear that. And um, I'm going to play the first round of picks so you can hear the different names. It was it was interesting because remember, a lot of these guys are not known by their real names. They're known by their gamer tag names. So just hearing not only... Um, Adam Silver give the first pick 
but hearing the, just the different names being um, drawn out and uh, a lot of players, they, they, you know, they brought their families. This was a real draft. Like they all came there, they're not, not knowing where they're going to go, but they knew that they were the best players there. So it was a, uh, it was a unique experience. I'm going to play the audio from that uh, as well as just the entire um, breakdown from that huge game between Toronto and Utah that I got to witness firsthand and just the excitement that you hear from the announcers going back and forth because that's really a big part of it. Once you go there and you not only watch, if you're watching on Twitch at home or if you're actually there, it's not just you watching a game and watching guys play a game. It's the announcers bringing it to life. And I just think the guys do such a great job at just getting that excitement, getting that feeling as if you are in the arena, as if you are in Madison Square Garden, etc., it is such a big deal. And I was just talking about arenas earlier. Uh, Barclay Center. Just announced Barclay Center will be having the uh, Overwatch Finals. Grand finale will be at Barclay Center, which is amazing. A lot of people are excited about this. They actually, tickets are on sale as we speak. It's uh, It's a big deal. This is the end of July. So a lot of people have, you know, gravitated to it. And it's just another example of the power of esports now and how people are really investing their time. Mark Cuban, obviously being involved with the 2K League with the Mavericks, is uh, he's a big supporter of it. And uh, I'm just thinking of players like Gordon Hayward. He's a huge supporter of esports, uh, League of Legends. He does that a lot. And uh, I had to, because this is a whole esports you know, conversation, I had to play a classic clip of uh, Gordon Hayward going back and forth with Colin Coward because I don't know if a lot of people remember, but this was a, about two and a half years ago. Colin Coward went on a huge rant for a couple of shows on his radio show talking about how esports is dumb. They he called he compared them to booger eaters and and you know just losers that don't leave the house. And Gordon Hayward was on Twitter. He responded to him. He, you know, obviously called out um, Coward for what he was saying. Mark Cuban has called out Coward. It was a pretty interesting exchange. So I'm going to play a little flashback of that as well during the show so people can understand just the passion from Gordon Hayward and then like Colin Coward still just fighting that mentality that esports can actually be a thing. And I, I just thought it was interesting. So I'm going to have that playing as well. And because, like I said, this is just such a um a, a global thing now. Um, I have a former esports player. His name is Brandon, and I've known him for a while. He said he used to play um, back in the day. He's retired now, and he's surprised at the growth of esports. It went from being like a private thing where you just do it, you know, with your friends and you guys link up, be a team, to now being such a global phenomenon where people are making money, are making salaries off of this type of work. So. Is definitely a uh, very unique thing. And just hearing his take on it, even talking about injuries. And uh, one of the injuries that I know everyone's heard of, if you do follow Major League Baseball, David Price of the Boston Red Sox was allegedly suffering from carpal tunnel from playing too much Fortnite. Now, we don't know if it's true or not. He he, he said no. Um, players have said yes, that's the case. I, I've heard different things. We don't know, but it's just another example of the addiction, I guess, and just the joy of sports, um, esports, and just video games in general. And it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as an age limit. Um, it's it's just more reasoning for. Us. So Brandon's gonna break stuff that stuff like that down for us, 
And uh, it's just a fun show. It's uh, learning about esports. If you have any questions of your own, you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, at Ed Easton Jr., and I will definitely get back to you. But uh, what we're going to do is step aside, take a break, and when we come back, we're going to jump right into that audio from the first ever NBA 2K draft, as well as the, uh, the special finish between the Toronto Raptors gaming team and the Utah gaming team, and my exclusive interview with Deeds from Utah. You are listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, as well as iHeartRadio iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations, plus your on-demand music collection, all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to Offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio plus unlimited music all in one app. Lean in together is about what we can all do to help the women in our lives. And men have an important role to play. When men lean in, everyone wins. I want to be a great player, but I want to be an even better father. I lean in at home so Adrian can lean into her work. We need to stand up for gender equality. A little support for the women you work with can go a long way. Let's all lean in together. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Are you? All right, Gordon. So uh, I, 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 this gaming thing, like my son's nine. He plays Minecraft. Like he's, he's sort of into it. But I make sure I say, okay, you get an hour in the morning. I want you outside. No sedentary. So we went body surf the other day. Listen, I understand video games, right? But people watching other people play video games doesn't feel like a professional league to me. Tell me where I'm wrong. Well, Colin, I think you're wrong in just I think you have to be interested in it. I bet when your son gets older, you know, esports is is probably the number one growing competitive scene out right now. And more and more people are watching it every single day. And if it's something that you're interested in, um, I think you follow along. The commentators are, are unbelievable. Um, the, the preparation that they have, the production that they have, uh, it's really fascinating. I've been there. I've been to, the, to where they shoot everything. And, um, you know, they sell out stadiums. And like I said, I think if it's something that you're interested in, it's something that you would enjoy watching. You know, I'm not necessarily – all that interested in every single sport in the world. So, if, you know, that's on the TV. I'm changing the channel right away. But if it's something, you know, basketball, football, something, tennis, that I'm really interested in, I'm glued to the TV. And I think it's the same thing for, for eSports and, and that whole community. So do you think these guys are, like, you're ripped and good-looking and 6'8 and playing the NBA. Uh, not to stereotype, but that's not most of the video gamers I know. Is this count as a sport? How many video gamers do you know, Colin? I know a few of them, and Gordon Hayward's the most ripped out of all of them. Does this count as a sport? Listen, I, I think that, number one, you're stereotyping. Yes, uh, I am. All the, all the uh, professional, professional guys that I know, I mean, it's, a, it's they're professionals in every sense of the word, and, and that means that they're training you know, eight to ten hours a day. And it just so happens that their training doesn't require them to lift weights or run around or things like that. Now, I will say that I've been to 
most of these guys that are professional gamers, they all pretty much have teams and they live at a house together. So the whole notion that, you know, they're 29 living with their mom, um, you know, that, that, that's kind of just bull crap because, because they all have a house together. You know, they train together. I've been there. Not one of the guys that I was with was overweight. They had, you know, sectioned off time for what they did each day with training, with exercise, getting out, getting breaks. So, you know, just because they don't have to, for, you know, for my sport, I need to be strong. It helps to be tall, you know, but, but when you sit down and play video games, you don't necessarily need that. So I think you're stereotyping big time that call. Yeah, I kind of am, but I see the kids in my neighborhood and they're sedentary, and I'm like, get outside, and because I'm I'm kind of jockey. Christine, you're in shape. Yes, that doesn't mean I can't play video games. Like, look at Gordon Hayward; he's a perfect example yeah, of Gordon somebody Hayward's who's athletic a- and who enjoys these <laughs> games. Yes, but Gordon Hayward's an NBA. I'm just saying, Gordon Hayward is Gordon Hayward. He's six eight. He's a good. He's gotten ripped in the last year. Okay, here's another thing. So um, when you rip me uh, on the uh, internet, you found this picture of how me. Lo- how long was he holding on? How long were you holding where on to that? You, where I've the hell did you ask. find that picture? Hey, I, I don't need to reveal my sources. Let's say the internet <laughs> is a vast place with all kinds of ammunition on a bunch of different people. You know, the, the funny thing about the video gamers, I was thinking about this driving in this morning. You don't want to screw with video gamers because they know the internet. Yeah. And that, that's, how they got, that's how Gordon got this goofy picture of me. These gamers went online and they got in this picture that probably I would never be able to find myself, and it's me. You're saying it's the gamers? You're not giving Gordon any Gordon, credit you, that Gordon, he got do you have himself? a source, or did you find it? Listen, like I said, the Internet is a big place. A lot of people connected, a lot of different things. If you have any more pictures like that, feel free to send okay, them to me. Okay, I want to do a play-by-play from this League of Legends thing. So, Okay, so I'm going to play it, and then you would describe what this is to me. Play the tape, guys. All right. And the dead angle doesn't bait it. Gets caught low again. Has to burst immediately. Full meter, though. Full meter. He's going to have to do Oh, he can't. Nope. No burst. So no burst. smart. Oh, my so God. Smart. Genius. So smart. He couldn't burst because of the super. But will she get thinks it's over? Down, oh, you fucking oh, ass What is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What was that, and where was that, Gordon? Listen, I, I, I think, uh, is that the clip that you played when you did your little rant? Yes, 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 it is. So the first problem is that's not League of Legends. So that's a completely different game. You know, there's, there's all kinds of games in the esports community. You got shooting games. You got, you know, some more strategy games. I think that was a fighting game. And so they were talking about, the, you know, different strategies in the fighting games. And like I said, you need to know... You need to know what you're talking about yeah. you know, so, before you can just go and criticize it. So, is that, was that like at a stadium? Like, what did, like, Obviously, there's different layers of this, Gordon Hayward of the Utah. Right. So this was like, was that like a regional thing or a rivalry? Or like, why was it, why were the announcers going so crazy? Why were they so animated? I think because it was a big time moment. It was probably something where it was, you know, a lot of these are, you have different series. So it might have been, you know, game five of the series between these two guys. And whoever won got a chance to go, you know, to New York or L.A. or whatever and play in the finals. And there's a lot of money to be had in these things. I mean, you're talking about six figures. A lot of these tournaments now have million-dollar prize pools. And as a 21-year-old, you know, 19-year-old, however old these competitors are, to be able to make that much money is 
would get me pretty excited. Uh, Gordon, you're obviously a gamer and you play it at at a high level. Do you like watching other gamers? Are you a guy that just likes to play? I actually, uh, there's a bunch of streaming services out there. YouTube Gaming just came out. It's a big streaming service. Uh, Twitch.tv is a big service. And I go on there all the time and watch people play. Uh, To me, it's fascinating to see. Also, you know, I want to be better at, at different games, and I think the best way to be better at something is to watch the best do it and emulate them. And that gives you a chance to kind of just relax and watch them, and it's just another form of entertainment, you know, so I enjoy watching. With the first pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Mavs Gaming selects Artreo Boyd, a.k.a. Dimes, from Cleveland, Ohio. So with the second overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft, Celtics Crossover Gaming selects O'Fab from Missouri. The third overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft, Jazz Gaming selects Yeah I Compete, point guard from New York. With the fourth overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft, Kings Guard Gaming selects Moody, power forward from Virginia. With the fifth overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft, Pistons GT selects Let's Get It Ramo, power forward from New York. With the sixth overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Blazer 5 Gaming selects One Wild Walnut, center from California. With the seventh overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Heat Check Gaming selects Hot Shot, Center from Florida. With the eighth overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Magic Gaming selects Control, point guard from Florida. With the ninth overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Knicks Gaming selects Goofy757 from Texas. With the 10th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Bucks Gaming selects Drake Griffin, point guard from New York.
With the 11th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Raptors Uprising GC selects Kenny, point guard from Tennessee. With the 12th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Wizards District Gaming selects Fresh Prince JT, point guard from Illinois. With the 13th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Pacers Gaming selects Wolf, small forward from New York. With the 14th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, 76ers GC selects Radiant, point guard from Michigan. With the 15th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Grizz Gaming selects Winner Stays On, point guard from Virginia. With the 16th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Cavs Legion GC selects Hood is Glitchy, point guard from Florida. With the 17th overall pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Warriors Gaming Squad selects Sean Wynn, small forward from Illinois. Didn't really come down in those final two minutes or so. Slaughter! That came down. Damn near the whole Raptors team. Smooth getting hyped for his boy. Look at this pass from Smooth. And Slaughter comes over it. Yep. Trey. He can do it from downtown. He's not going to stop shooting it. He's only two of six from beyond the arc, but that was a big one to tie it back up. Slaughter. I don't think anybody wanted a piece of that. You get the one-on-one -on -one down there with the big fella, especially with his head underneath the hoop. Trying to retake the lead. Compete up and under. Compete with the moves. Rocking and rolling. The lead's two. Big bucket. Boy, that guy's a finisher. And he finds Deeds. Okay. We're tied again. Telling you, there's no point where anybody can just truly pull ahead. Full court pressure. Trey still on the break. Back out to Josh. That's wide open. Bucket. Sense of urgency setting in in Toronto. Compete green, from 18. Green, green, green. Cold in the veins. The Busta Rhymes track, Phil. Get with it. Hey. In the corner. Never tied. Not Kenny. He's been big all game. Continues to inflate. What a three ball. He's got 29 points. Jazz still can win it. In the slaughter for the 16. Back to back trays. Oh, he said, yeah, I compete. You're damn right I do. 
and good money. And the lead is four, 77-73. Trey, back to Kenny. Kawhi back to Trey. Oh, 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 yes. Ice in his veins. Ice in his veins, but man, as he heated up. 19 points for Trey. This OT has belonged to him. Some big shots in the last five minutes or so. Compete. Pushes it back to three. We're going to talk about big shots. There it is. 27 now for the number three pick overall. Very vocal on the floor as well, keeping everybody engaged. Unbelievable. Final stretch, final moments coming up. Trey! Outside his range, Kenny with the rebound. You have a timeout to Toxie the tie. And the Jazz are going to win, 79-76. Was a hell of an effort for Raptors Uprising. Nothing to be ashamed of in that loss. My name is Deeds, play power forward. You talk Jazz game. You know, I'm Draymond Green of the community. Okay. You know <laughs> bring that defense. So good. Right, well, congratulations on a big win. And um, just uh, just give your overall thoughts so just so far the league and um, how you're meshing with your teammates. Okay, my thoughts on the league, I love the league, man. Like, this is like a 2K player's dream come true. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> we grew up playing this game all the time. You know, we played on different websites or whatever. So, you know, the community, we actually, you know, we know a lot of the same people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we pretty much know each other. So, for us to make it to the big leagues, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling, you know. And my teammates, I love my teammates, man. Like, it's crazy how... You know, <clears throat> the Jazz was able to draft all of us together and just for us to mesh well like that. Like, I, I love this whole situation, man. We're trading in for nothing. Does it feel a lot different from, like, when you're playing, like, locally to playing on such a national stage? Is it, like, you feel like more pressure? Are you worried at all? Like, Oh, uh, no. Well, for me personally, I don't feel no pressure in any game. You know, I've been playing it for a long time. You know, I played in both $250,000 tournaments. You know what I'm saying? That was pressure. You know what I'm saying? Single elimination. So this right here, this is just another game for me, you know, game by game. Now, a lot of these guys, like you said, you guys were drafted and kind of just thrown together. What do you guys do to, like, just, you know, get some type of synergy? Like, what do you, what type of practices happen? Uh, well, really, from day to day, <clears throat> we go to the gym, you know, lift, you know, might play some hoops or whatever. Go back to the house, watch sports center, you know, basically everybody. Does. Well, right now it's playoff time, so, you know, mm -hmm. we'll probably go back to the rooms and watch the Celtics game tonight, you know. <laughs> so, basically, we just, it's kind of like just, you know, you with your boys all the time, and y'all doing what y'all love to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what it is. Okay, and then uh, since you just brought the playoffs, who you taking? Who you got for the uh, rest of the way? Well, I'm a Celtics fan, oh, okay. so it's kind of, you know, a bittersweet thing for me because it's like I don't want us to go to the finals because I know we would lose to the Warriors, right, right. you know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the Celtics. You know, if we win tonight, it's, it might be over, but you can't never count on LeBron. So. Right. Completely understand that. Thank you very much. I'm Paul George. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why.
Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sports Social with Edison Jr. Once again, we're continuing our look at esports and just the growth of it. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to have my interview with Mr. Larry Ridley. He is the voice of not only NBA 2K, but uh, Madden. And he talks about just how he got into the whole esports business and what he continues to do, obviously working in sports for Sportsnet New York and for uh, CBS Sports Radio. So stay tuned. Franchise doing a good job of rolling with. Oh, it's a pass and it's gone. Nice little out route, a little stick route. And it's caught by who? Julio Jones. There's a huge difference being up 14-0 at the half or maybe 10-0. Devontae Freeman up the middle and he's got a touchdown. Easy little scamper. Bro, once again, you'll see a lot of random offense right here. He's got some running room once again. Up the gun. Oh, he breaks a tackle. He's got the room. 20, 15, 10, 5. Will he get it to the end zone? Oh, he does. And right hero. Right hero. Breaking tackles and gets into the end zone. Team for franchise back to pass a little risky here but he's going for broke and he's got it and that just broke right hero's back he's been the star of the ball game and for right hero he's just got to go for it now has some running room oh and he breaks free he's got some speed inside the 20 10 5 house call right hero not going quietly in the brooklyn in the house where brooklyn at great great opportunity to meet him today hopefully we see him back again later and on. there is the ball game so nick arroyo franchise locked down on the doorstep hands it off the rails he's got some room running racing to the end zone that's a house call touchdown thomas Rowe. Man, so he's taking advantage of the mismatches oh he had b and he had a and he's going for b he's going for broke and it's hauled in by gabriel and just like that third down and one lockdown back to throw russell wilson High point, and it's got aggressive catch, and it's McAvoy coming in. And hey, which gap am I going in? Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Got Julio. Oh, and it's picked off by Earl Thomas. That cover two. It's hard to throw the rock there, and there's Earl Thomas. Head the other way. Is this going to be 100 yards? 10, 5, woo! Touchdown, Earl Thomas. A pick six right there by lockdown. Playing the smackdown of franchise. He's going up top. He's got Julio. He's got a step. Oh, and he's right back, and we're on the seesaw. Look at Julio. That's what I'm talking about. Look at these two. This is Look a game, out. man. The A button after the throw to get your receiver out of out of contact's way. He's going deep, and he's got a receiver. Oh, and how do you get beat in that cover, too? And it's cold, and you got to be scratching your head. My safeties are 18 to 20 yards deep. Solid win for lockdowns. Once again, Devontae Freeman, a little spin move. He's got some space, and there he is. Off to the races. Will he be caught? Heck no. He's got an angle. Oh, and look at him. No, he didn't. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Booth, you're going to have to be tough to beat Fitzmagic because you know, oh, he's got a receiver. Stephon Diggs digging in the seam, and he's in the end zone. Ooh-wee, we like it. Good play. Feel Good, but just every now and then, the and blocks what become. Fitzmagic does wasn't right that, that was a wham. That was that, that was when down at 12 here. That will do it. Get a handshake there. After getting smashed four weeks ago at the NFL experience, Filma comes up, mm-hmm. comes in to Buffalo Wild Wings in Times Square and pulls off the shocker and knocks off Fitzmatch. Two high competitive Madden players playing in the championship game. So, yeah, lockdown, like you said, and Vilma. In this matchup, New York versus Pennsylvania. If you're locked down. So you got a passing situation here. So you got to chuck it up. 
And he checks it up, and it's caught by Jimmy Graham to the house. And we have our first score of the ball game. Touchdown. A four-point lead for lockdown, up 10-6. So since game one, yeah, since game one, lockdown has showed that he's prepared for this game. Oh, there's a fumble that's picked up by Alexander, and he's going to take it into the end zone. Oh! He blocks and he walks. First down and 10 around the 25-yard line. And he's got Jimmy Graham right up the seam, and that's a touchdown. Short. Well, he snapped, the, he snapped the ball with about 20-some seconds, but he got in anyway. McKinnon Ooh. off the left-hand side. That's right. Here we go, A.G. He's got B. He should have hit him, and he threw it late. And this time he went over the top and it's picked off. Harrison oh, Smith, he had B. He yeah, did not hit him, A.G. He tried to hit the scene winner. Is Vilma. The 28-year-old from game. the Bronx here in New York. Season 3 of the C4 Madden 18 Overtime Series. Well, thanks for taking this time to speak with me regarding it. Yes, and um, I just, just got to ask, because obviously you're involved with the 2K League and you do this Madden League as well. Uh, what got you just wanting to be involved in esports in general? Um, it's weird, man. I was, um, I'm a sportscaster by trade. So I work right. at SNY uh, here in New York, Sports Network uh, that owns the Mets. Um, and also do radio for CBS Sports Radio. I was a newscaster. I was the TV anchor, the main TV anchor in Orlando. Um, I've worked in Miami. I've worked in Boston, New York. I'm from Nashville. I've worked in Jackson, Mississippi. I've worked in Kentucky. So I've done the traditional work in a bunch of different markets as a newscaster. I was in Orlando, and I got an email uh, from a guy. Uh, his name is Matt Belasuknia. He used to work at EA. He emailed me. He's like, hey, do you want to um, – you were looking to add some new voices to the game. want to see if you want to come out and – and do an audition uh, to be um, a sideline reporter in the Madden game. And I was like, cool. So I did it. Uh, I thought it went well. Uh, but then I get an email back that said, uh, yeah, it, it went great. We, we'd like to use you, but we're going to go in a different direction. So they, uh, they ended up finding uh, another um, person to do it, a young lady to do it. Uh, and then I got another call, like, literally right after that saying, we have something bigger in mind. Right. That's why we did this. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So they do like me. They do want to use me. Uh, and I became the uh, the pregame and halftime voice guy, and I, I did. I've been doing that the last five plus years, and uh, that's that's the story behind that. And that's how I got in the. Uh, that was my foray into mm -hmm. esports, and you've seen the competitive scene grow, uh, especially with Madden over the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, I mean, like everywhere you go now, there's esports popping up. I mean, they're having like huge events everywhere. Uh, I think even Barclays Center is doing a big one as well. What are your thoughts? They had one like, back in December too. That was yeah, a huge one. Yeah, yeah definitely mm -hmm. a huge one. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that you obviously you cover like the actual athleticism, you cover real sports, esports? Like, is there a big difference you feel like in terms of the way you have to cover each thing and just talk about each player in regards to going into a game? Well, my approach is I like to keep it very simple, man. I treat these guys as like traditional athletes. Yeah. I cover the games and I broadcast like I would a traditional broadcast or covering. No real sports. I mean, it's the virtual, you know, um, you know it's the virtual, you know, addition you know, of a real athletic event. But I treat it the exact same. And I think that's been uh, successful for us, uh, the way I broadcast it, the way I treat the guys, the way I prep, um, you know, interviewing the guys. I treat them just like professionals. Uh, that was one of the deals that NBC Sports liked about me uh, when I do Rocket League. Right. Uh, and then we'll, I'll be doing that again here again in July and August um, at NBC Sports. So that, I think that's the only way to do it. I mean, these guys are, they've earned the platform and uh, yeah, treat them as such. Okay. Um, and just the years you've been doing this, you've been doing this obviously for a while. Mm -hmm. Has there been like a moment that like sticks out to you in regards to just covering these games or like a certain player 
that you'll always remember just from doing this? A certain player? I mean, there's not really one player that stands out. I mean, you know what stands out to me are the yeah. names. Okay. You know, I go back to, like, Rocket <laughs> League, and, you know, who's uh, a beautiful community, man. Those guys are so, like, yeah. you know, they're professional, and they're young. Um, they're optimistic. They're positive. Yeah. And, you know, you got you got names like Squishy Muffins. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's, that's what sticks out to me, you know, yeah. some of those names. Um, but no one that really sticks out as far as, you know, uh, individuals or anything like that. I've seen a lot of great things. I've seen these guys win a lot of money uh, and, and just proud to be a part of it. And uh, I enjoy telling their stories. It's great. And obviously this uh, tournament today with Madden, uh, you're working with Amon Green. Yeah. Now, how did you guys link up in, into starting this? That's my guy, man. Me and AG, man. Um, we did an event, um, a Madden event. Uh, our first actual free event was at Microsoft Store, and it was um, last April. Okay. Uh, so this was the 2017 draft, and I uh, met Amon there, and he was the uh, you know he was going to be my analyst that day, my color analyst. Right. And we worked together, and I was like, oh, this chemistry was pretty good on that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we stayed in contact, and uh, this year I said, dude, I want to use you mm -hmm. the whole year. You're going to be my guy. You're going to be my color guy. So um, he flies into town mm -hmm. every month. You know, hangs out at the crib. Um, and we, you know, we, we get to hang out, and uh, we're like brothers, man. That's my guy, man. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's going to be my guy, and he's going he's gonna to ride with me from here on out. Definitely, definitely. And now, what can people follow you on Twitter and just to let them know? The you podcast? can follow me at, at Mr. MR and my name, Larry Ridley, L-A-R-R-Y-R-I-D-L-A-Y, all one word, Mr. Larry Ridley. Uh, always hang out on the Twitter sphere. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Twitter. All right, thank I do you a little Instagram and also oh. Facebook, but it's all the same. But I'm mainly, uh, I chirp more on Twitter. I, I thank you very much. Man. No problem, man. Thank you, man. No problem. NFC, AFC, offensive linemen, defensive tackles, quarterbacks, and cornerbacks are all working with United Way for a million little reasons. The kids of our communities. To ensure their academic success all the way to graduation day. See, it takes about 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a kid becoming one or the other could be a professional athlete or it could be you. Studies showed the earlier we get to kids, the better their chances. So become a United Way volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor, and make a difference in the life of a child for the life of that child. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Join your favorite NFL players. Take the pledge. Go to unitedway.org. Okay, I got Brandon on the line right now with me, and he is a, can I say former or retired uh, esports player? What's the right term that you would like to use? Uh, I'm going to go with retired slash uh, has been probably maybe. <laughs> well, we can go with that. Wow, has been. That's pretty that's pretty harsh. But you know what? We're just going to retired to stay nice. So, uh, Brandon, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm doing, this whole, I'm doing this whole episode on eSports and, you know, talking to different people about it. And All since right. you're a former player, maybe you just give me a little insight as to just the day-to-day -day of an eSports person. Like, what is it – like, what do you have to do that you that is different from uh, anybody that just plays video games? Like, what is the biggest difference? All right, so, I mean, 
I used to play uh, Counter-Strike 1.6, pretty high level, about 10, (laughs) maybe like 10 years ago. And I'll still play here and there and whatnot. But basically what we did, my team, we basically, we call it boot camping. We would all get together in one house. We'd all bring our computers together back when it was, you know, CRT monitors that were all, you know, flat screen stuff. And, uh, you know, we would just do that. We basically would play the same game. We'd play Counter-Strike basically 10 to 12 hours every day, pretty much every day. And at the time, we were in high school, so we would go to school, we would go home, immediately get on the computer until we went to sleep, go to school, and we would do the same thing every single day. And uh, looking back at it, it probably was a waste of time for me personally, but if you are someone that is that good and that dedicated, it's definitely something to, I guess, look into, especially now with like the, the money that's being thrown around, which is absolutely absurd to me <laughs> at this point, you know, so... It's uh, it's a lot of staring at computer monitors. We'll say that. Wow, you said it's a little absurd. Now, let's be honest. If you had the opportunity and they told you, okay, you may you may get like I don't know fifty thousand a year, uh, just to play the game and play on the team, would you jump back into it? Um, I mean, I probably. I'm not even gonna lie to you because if it's if it was something steady, yeah. Because at the time. You know, because they do tournaments all the time now. It seems like they do tournaments every month or whatever. There's just so many different leagues and tournaments, so there's plenty of opportunities to make money. Back then, there was only a couple tournaments, you know, at the time. And at the most, they'd maybe pay you like $10,000 or $5,000, where you're splitting that amongst, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine different people on a team. So in reality, it didn't really make sense for me to do it uh, long-term at the time. Which is why, you know, I say the money is absurd now. It's like if that money was there 10 years ago when I was really, you know, boot camping 10, 12 hours a day, then it would have been, it would have been something, you know, to do. So, you know, I'll say that. I, I, okay, I definitely hear that. Now, I've heard like little things about this. I'm, I'm talking to you because obviously as a player, you can give away all the secrets and the, uh, and the things that people may not know that do this. Yeah. Now, is there is it true that injuries do occur? Like there are uh, some, like, you know, issues that do happen during training and actually, like, competing all the time just by playing so much? Honestly, I had a teammate that had to go to the doctor because he strained his eyes so bad from standing at the computer monitors at the time. Because also back then, computer monitors were way worse. They had um, it's called a refresh rate, and basically at the time, the refresh rate of most of the monitors and CRTs that we were playing with go up to 60 or 70 which uh, at the time was very low. In comparison, monitors now go up to, I don't know, above 100. But the reality of it is it just, like, (laughs) it became so many eye problems. And just the other thing is, like, um, people hurting their wrists as well. Carpal tunnel was also a thing, which is just another absurd thing as well. So, I mean, in terms of that type of stuff, it's definitely – definitely run into injuries like that but you're not going to like break a leg or an arm or something playing video games you know <laughs> right it, it, you know it's still something i mean carpal tunnel uh, i was just actually talking about uh, david price like that was the big story that right, he got right, carpal right. tunnel from playing Fortnite. so uh you know and he's a pitcher so obviously that's a huge deal so you know yeah. you can imagine you know i saw like, that <laughs> I saw that, and then I saw that uh, apparently he quit Fortnite, and then the next game that he pitched, he I think he pitched a complete game shutout or something like that. Yeah, so I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, obviously that's something there with that. Yeah, and that's you know that's the funny thing about it is like you know it's it's a thing, 
it's a thing. People, you know, need to take it seriously, I guess, with injuries. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, being out of it, do you still, like, you know, keep up with it and watch, like, the uh, some of the stuff that is on Twitch? Like, are you still following everything? You know what? Uh, not as much as I used to, but when the really big tournaments come around in terms of, uh, like, for instance, I, like, I was a Counter-Strike player, so the new the game that's going on now is Counter-Strike. Uh, what is it called? Counter-Strike um, Global Offensive is the newest one, right? So what happens is... <laughs> It just right. it's just it just becomes so crazy with like how everything is, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah, so you follow Cattle Strike, okay. I get it. And yeah, yeah, now, so, so so yeah, yeah. So the big tournaments the really big tournaments I'll watch those because you hear so you'll you'll watch in the news that it's like, oh, a million dollars uh cash prize and you know that's mm-hmm. it's pretty much unbelievable. Like you might as well quit whatever job you have and just work towards that if that if that's like the uh the prizes for every tournament every couple of months, you know? Like that's it's just it's crazy money, <laughs> and now that I keep talking about it, I'm sitting here like, hmm, maybe there's <laughs> still a chance. Maybe I'm you know. bringing you back slowly. I'm convincing you slowly yeah. that this is a thing. You know, I just I've kind of lit that fire again. But uh, I, I do have to ask you your <laughs> thoughts on like the big ones that are out there. Obviously, the Madden tournament has, you know, everyone has a Madden tournament, and it's become such a unknown thing. NBA 2K, like the NBA, has gotten fully involved in this. And they have a yes. full-on league that competes every single week. Uh, there are 17 teams of the 30 that have, um, you know, their own gaming teams. The Knicks have their own gaming team. Right, right. And the way – I don't know if you heard about this. Like, the way they broke it down, they had all the, the best 2K players. I say it was about 2,000 around the world, or at least the country. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. And had them do, like, a combine where they all played against each other and it was almost like a real NBA draft setup until yeah. the actual day of the draft. There was a there was a full draft at Madison Square Garden. This was uh, in the beginning of April, and they put teams together like this. So, like I said, you as a former a former player of esports, and you hear something like this, did you could you have ever imagined this like just ten years ago? I mean, it it every that's what I was hoping for back then. To be honest, I was hoping like every year, like eventually, like some big investor would invest in in the game itself, and it would cause a huge rise for like all the teams, and like there'd be a huge energy and motivation behind it. But obviously, it's it was a lot slower than I had anticipated. But to, to where it is now is is absolutely incredible, and I can only see it getting bigger and bigger. Like the way that it's being starting to be televised more and more now or it's being streamed online and whatnot, like it's clear that there's a huge market for this and it's only getting bigger and it can only get better. So I'll say that. <laughs> no, I, I definitely hear that. And uh, my last one, uh, Overwatch, they just announced that they are moving their grand finale to Barclays Center in late July. Oh, I, I don't know if you heard oh, that. Man, that's, no, I didn't hear that. That's crazy. That's nuts, right? See, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. This is uh, the upward trajectory right now is, is, is crazy. Barclays Center, that I that I never imagined. I'll tell you that right there. Could you imagine paying a tick like just uh, paying a ticket to see these guys compete in the finals? Because they're expecting it to sell out. Like they're really they have a lot of high hopes for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually went to I actually did buy tickets like. Uh, back when I used to play, because there used to be little things you could buy tickets to and whatnot, and I would, I would actually go and watch people play, like uh, like Halo 2 and stuff like that and other first-person shooters and whatnot. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of weird back then when I was doing it, because, you know, it was still kind of a new thing and, like, going out and doing that, like, 
super nerdy or whatnot. <laughs> but now it just seems like it's more accepted, you know? It's just, so it makes sense, you know? I mean, this is it. This is a whole occupation. Like, people got to stop looking at it as just, like, an activity. And it, you can't even look at it as a nerd thing anymore because they're making money. But, um, Brandon, thank you for your insight. And I hope this, you know, I hope I hear, like, oh, you're coming out of retirement because I feel like you have a little left, man. You're not just, you're not done, all right? I don't think you're fully retired here. You know, I, <laughs> I'm i starting to feel the same, and I think I have you to thank for that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, man. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to take the time to thank my guests, Mr. Larry Ridley, Brandon, and Deeds from Utah Gaming for uh, being on the show and just sharing their thoughts on the growth of esports. It's uh, it's it's just something that's different, and uh, you know, you're hoping a lot more people will be open to understanding where it's going, and and just it gives people uh, another outlet, another career choice. So uh, I'm a huge supporter of it, and I'm hoping for more things from esports and. I just hope this show shed light a little bit on what's going on and that more people can just learn from it. So that's really what I'm hoping for. And as always, send me your feedback at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can shoot me a message, uh, send me something in the comments section, and I'll always get back to you. Until next time, this is Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We'll be back next week on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio or iHeartRadio. Radio.